What's up, Black Love fam and first time fam? We're getting ready to go man to man here on the Black Love Podcast Network. I'm David Wazicki, General Manager of Black Love, and I know you're going to love who I'm talking to today. But first, I have to give a shout out to Target. They've been partnering with HBCUs to support the next generation of Black talent. And one of the ways they're teaming up with HBCUs is through Target's HBCU Design Challenge, where HBCU students submit designs to be included in their Black History Month collection. And you know their Black History Month collection is fire. You see it everywhere, all month long in February. You can't miss it. All the designs are dope. So I'm really looking forward to that HBCU flavor that they're going to add into the mix. Winners of the design challenge get access to networking opportunities, mentoring, and more. So we got to support this. It's truly an outstanding opportunity for up-and-coming Black talent. So please make sure you check back during Black History Month to see the latest winners at your local Target. I know I'm going to check mine out. Shout out, Target T1307, right here in LA. You know I'm going to be there, Feb 1, checking it out and see what's going to be featured in their 2022 Black History Month collection. Celebrate your legacy, invest in the future. Together, we are Black Beyond Measure. Visit Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure to learn more. All right, today we're going to revisit an IG conversation we had way back in the early man-to-man days. This brother's energy and truthfulness about his relationship is a perfect listen right before the holidays. So before we get into it, let me just give a little background for those who may not know. Charles Kukendall, father, husband of Queen Shireen, I found wow, out this past I told weekend. Her, I told her she needed to change her Instagram handle to Queen Shireen. That's, that's a good one. Well, after this one, she got to change it. That, that's, that's what I've been hearing around the internet and social. It's Queen Shireen all day. <laughs> um, also host of Shade Rooms. The Shady Brunch, founder of the R&B House Party. Wow. Just got promoted to a big wow. dog position with Stripe. <laughs> wow. Life is good, huh? No. Life is pretty good. Life is pretty good. And now you're on the latest season of Black Love, part, officially part of the Black Love family, also part of After Love, talking about Spark or No Spark Gate. So we'll... <laughs> so oh, this we'll is going to be good. This will be good. This will be good. <laughs> So it's a lot to talk about, a lot to get into. I guess let's start there. We'll, we'll start into the fun. We'll we'll dig into the depth a little bit. But yeah, Queen Shireen. So the spark or no spark of it all. And, um, you know, I look, I appreciate that conversation because of the I know my worth of it all. Yeah. I think there's something b- big to that in terms of mental health. So since mm-hmm. this is a wellness show, I think there's definitely something to it. Although <laughs> it did hit you with, with some, yeah. some feelings and making you feel some type of way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So in, um, the, in, in the production of that, though, I didn't see her reaction. So I was just staring at the camera. And when she said no spark, I was just so taken aback. But then to see it like from, you know, production standpoint with her just cackling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, OK, this is this is a moment where we, we have to rethink and recensor our relationship because that sure, was sure. that one hurt a little bit. But it's good. We, we made it through. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. And, I, and there was one other thing you brought up where you spoke to couples therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so when, I mean, when was that realization where you said, okay, we're at that point? Because there are some other things yeah. I don't want to yeah, no, speak absolutely. for you. So I, I, I want you to speak to it. So yeah, where, where did this start? It started last year, um, midst of the pandemic. Like, you know, I love my wife. Life is, you know, seemingly good. I actually, I would say last year was just tough all around. Like, you know, the seriousness of where the world was, work, the pressures, the stress. And for us, like us both being very career motivated people, being in a house all day, not being able to have that proverbial spark anymore. We're just like yeah. literally going into, I'm in this room, which is the little office room. She's in our master. We go in, we intersect and we go back to our spaces. We don't ever put on clothes. We don't ever get excited. We don't miss each other. We're like literally yeah. like next to each other all day, every day for months. And it was just like, okay, she's getting annoyed with things that you know, maybe we shouldn't be so annoyed about. I'm getting annoyed by things for sure. I'll take the ownership of things that I should not be annoyed about. And it was just like, okay, like this is just not conducive to the love and the enjoyment that we have once shared and for, for primarily like seven, eight years uh, that we've like dated and, and, and been in that type of a situation four years um, of marriage. And so, you know, yeah. we were open to bringing in outside help. And I think that that's important to share that I am still a faith-based individual. I still pray. I still, I still something, I, I bring my problems to, to God too. But it was like, hey, um, Shereen said it specifically, like the most important relationship, you know, we don't want to seek help on. But for my career, I have career coaches. I have mentors. I'm always asking when it comes to all of our other relationships or things that we want to be successful at, we want the help. We want insight from people who have done it. We want insight from industry experts. But when it comes to our relationship, don't ask me anything about my relationship. And that was yeah. something that I had to personally overcome because I was like, I ain't going on couple steps. Like, we good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a very yep. communicative person. Um, yeah. And so the issue. <laughs> of outside help and support just to kind of recenter and get to the crux of the issue was super duper important because we realized we were arguing over nothing. We were disappointed in each other over very small things that could be fixed. Um, and hmm. it was through those conversations that got us to, in my opinion, the best place that we've ever been in. So I'm glad this myth, you know, through this series and met black men like yourselves, especially so, because I feel like that that's something just in black community. It's like, yeah therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, I'd say 90% of the men that have been on here either have gone through some level of therapy, mm -hmm. interested in it, open yeah. to it. Yeah. And, and also most of them are faith-based. So it's like, yeah. you yeah. can pray to God and still mm -hmm. have some level of therapy. They were yeah. put there for you. So somebody was given that foresight to, be able to help you. <laughs> right, <laughs> you right, know? right, right. And me, again, I, I'll be the person that was the anti-therapist. I want to make sure that I'm sharing with the public. Like, yeah, I wasn't the yeah. guy that's just, I've <laughs> never seen a therapist in my life for any circumstance that I've ever gone to up until last year. So I'm just like, you know, the, now having gone through it and I'm, we're still, even though we're in a good space, we're still doing it. But yeah. I think that the most important piece from a therapeutic standpoint was not to wait till we're at our wits end to the point that we are thinking divorced point that we are like separated yes. to then engage in therapy. It was like, listen, we, we, we want to be here. We're like here, but we're not here. You know, like that was a good turning point to really get things back on track. So I'm just saying like, just, just do it. Even if things are great. Now we're in therapy to maintain where we're at, which is in a really good space. It wasn't like, okay, they got us through this tough moment. 
Now let's like revert now back. At, everything's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. My <laughs> guy Bella says that. No, no, no. Let's let's maintain that. Let's keep these conversations going. Now our conversations are much more broader in topics and things we have going on, which we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm a proponent of it. I love it. No, it's beautiful. So, you know, I, I like getting into the relationship dynamic, but I also want to hone in on you specifically because yeah. I feel like with men, it's even a harder shell to crack. It's even more difficult for us to express emotions. And somebody like yourself where, look, from the time I've known you virtually <laughs> <laughs> on screen and, yeah. and researching you and seeing you, you know, shade room and all of that and seeing you're at, look, very happy, very yeah, outgoing, very absolutely. talkative. It's just like, yo, yeah. how can this guy go from 100 to not? Like, when does that to not happen? But it happens. And yeah. you just spoke to it from a couple standpoint. I'd like to yeah. know, was there anything? And, you know, I'm not fishing for anything. If it's no, clean, no, it's I'm, clean. I'm, I'm, yeah, we could talk. But was there anything for you specifically that you were challenged with outside of the couple dynamic? Like, what for you? has either helped or what for you specifically as a man was brought to light in all of this? Yeah. So for me, like when I think about last year, like I'm just such a go-getter and that can be tiresome to your partner. Um, but it, yeah. it honestly, for the first time became tiresome to me, like just the weight of work, the weight of trying to be a good partner, the weight of trying to effectively maintain the positivity that I bring externally. You know, Queen Shireen speaks of it um, all the time. She's like, the Charles that the world gets is yeah. not the Charles that I get. And I know it's probably hard. I know I got some friends on here. <laughs> I mean, my friend friends know. But yeah. like, you know, from the auxiliary uh, people, it's just like, oh no, Charles is the greatest. He's just the happiest. He's always positive. But no, when I, that that's tiresome. And then Queen yeah. Shireen's getting the, the tired, <laughs> not want to do nothing, to not engage mm -hmm. that, the person who wants to just lay up, the person who's not as proactive about wanting to go out and, you know, have fun with my family as I am with yeah. like, my friends, for example. Yeah. I'm just going to shoot straight. And so that was some things like last year that it was just very, very, very difficult. And then like, you know, the pressures of work, the societal pressures, like it was becoming so much for me that I was just like not even, I wasn't even a happy person. I was able to put on a really, really good front. But like I would come home and just, I would, most days I spent, very 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 like angry and wow and just like down i was very 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 down and that was like impacting my relationship in ways that i didn't foresee because normally she gets that from me anyway she's getting the tired charles the lethargic yeah. charles yeah. the unmotivated <laughs> charles but it was like exacerbated to like no end last year and so you know i wanted wow. to work on myself i wanted to get myself in a situation that was going to reestablish like my happiness the excitability and whether or not i am doing an event um allowing for us to miss each other because you know 2019 in this example i spent 30 weekends on the road throwing events so we we had opportunity to miss each other we had opportunity to have lives outside of each other but i had to like refocus recenter even with us still being like in the shared space to a point where i'm like yeah i'm just happy being at home if i never do another party or never have an opportunity to, like be away for my wife, I'm happy with my son. I'm happy with my wife. And that's literally all that matters to me. Um, and it's actually aided and guiding a number of decisions that I made since then. Like we're mm -hmm. building a house, we're building a house in the suburbs away from, you know, where the fun or where the mix is. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I, I don't care about that. I just want to be comfortable with my family. So, you know, it was, it was super helpful, but you know, the outside pressures of the world work, the motivation that I have intrinsically was yeah. definitely causing a lot more detriment than I ever anticipated last year. So I had to chill. I had to, I had to take a chill pill. Like I, hear, I hear. 
one other part to it. Um, last piece of the family dynamic, you have a beautiful young boy. <laughs> CJ, uh, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, shout out. Uh, for probably going on 14 real Oh, quick. man. Oh, yeah. He's a grown-up. He's a grown-up. <laughs> so, you know, how was that dynamic last year? And, you know, what, was there anything in the, in the therapy realm? It was uncovered. And I'll just give, like, the, the, the CJ tailwind story real quick and then how therapy was really helpful. So initially, CJ was born. And even before when, when my wife was expecting, like, I was like, oh, my God, my life's about to change forever. I'm literally going to have to, you know, be accountable for another individual for the rest of my life. So I'm like in party mode. I'm like, listen, yeah, you, 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 you're you expecting, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, good. So I'm just going to hit the streets, go to Vegas every week. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get, get it out. all out of my system, right? <laughs> uh, so then yeah. when the baby was born, the baby was not dependent on the father as much as the mother. So I kind of was able to get a little bit lazy. I'm like, I can't help him. Like he wants to, you know, be fed and all of this. And then it started to be a trickle down effect, at least for her, where she was like, you putting a lot of this on me and I don't see the the motivation and the and the excitement that you have to do events or your commitment to work even you don't have that same commitment to fatherhood from yeah. my perspective but i was like no nah, that's not it like i you know i'm i'm helping out when i can but i put the onus on her to like be a mom and then i'm like a babysitter right and yeah. so yeah when she was able to express that way and express that to me and what i didn't feel like was an attacking way she expressed it probably very unhealthy ways uh, <laughs> <laughs> right it's like can you just change can you give him a bath but when through therapy she was able to express that and articulate that like i'm not coming at you but i just i want to feel like in the way that you are approaching fatherhood you know what i mean i want to be able to feel like you care and i said oh that makes a lot of sense like I spend months planning. I'm, I'm a perfectionist in so many aspects of my life. The two places that I still need to be have more um, of a perfection mindset is probably my health. And I've been I've been on the Peloton. I don't know if you can tell. I was okay, on the Peloton because okay. between because between <laughs> that still shot, I was like, listen, I lost about twenty five pounds. Y'all got me on the internet. Oh, that's crazy. Yourself. But hey, well, let me in that. <laughs> and then also <laughs> like the way that I approach like like fatherhood and i was like listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen. i'm a perfectionist i'm so diligent like why am i not planning that type of things for me and my son to do or you know just his um you know scholastic plan what type of school we put him into like I, that's the type of thing that where i'm just like becoming obsessive over right like we want to yeah. be in Puerto ranch the number one school district but that's the same way i approach work that's what makes me so successful that's the same way i approach my events my partnerships and i said i need to index more on that for her because she knows what charles lockdown looks like because she sees it in every other aspect of my life and it was yeah. lacking there so through therapy i was like oh that's all you want you want to make you want me you want to see business charles with the family <laughs> us planning vacations us going to san diego i said i got that i could do that yeah. in my sleep and now yeah. i have that and i have literally the best relationship uh with my son but more probably with my wife because of how she feels like i'm, I'm viewing my relationship with my son so that's, that's the amazing. real route. I'm, I'm getting deep, y'all. Listen, listen. No, listen. I love what expect it. I'm gonna just be a straight shooter. <laughs> no, I love it. Listen, we we appreciate the honesty and openness. That that's what this is all about. That's what Black Love's all about. So I respect it. Now you mentioned a lot about perfectionism, and you mentioned a lot about <laughs> you know being the best in your work and your hustle. Do you feel like that comes from? or came from because you're 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 changing for the better do you feel like that has come from this idea of what masculinity is supposed to be do you feel like it just comes from that's how you've been as a person and are as a person where do you think all of that 
has come from? It comes, honestly, not, not masculinity. Like I do think that as a man, I did want to be a provider. So that was like very much like, listen, I know as a man, as somebody whose number one goal is to be a father, to be a husband, but that was like the goal growing up. It wasn't to be, you know, president of the United States. It was like, that's what I want. So I knew in order to do that, like I needed to be able to provide, but it sure. honestly comes from like trauma that I never dealt with. Like it mm. comes from growing up poor <laughs> and, and whatever that meant um, and having to go without and having, you know, to choose. And then in my later stages, realizing all of the sacrifice that my mom had to go through to even give us the life that we did have. And my dad, I was like, listen, listen, listen. if I have the ability to kind of control, you know, our finances and my career trajectory, like I don't ever want to experience or have my son experience what I had to go through. So that's where the motivation comes from and the lack of being content. And I'm like, now I'm realizing it's a problem. Like this is the first time I would say 20, 20 was the first time where I was like, money isn't everything to me, but that's dating back. I'm 32 years old from 1988. Money has been like my driving factor in most yeah. decisions. Let's move across yeah. country to take this job. Let's do that. But last year I was like, okay, I'm comfortable now. Like Charles, how important is just the financial security and the trauma that you're dealing with of not, you know, knowing mom's paycheck to paycheck or no, not knowing what generational wealth looks like and having yeah. assets in different ways. I was like, Charles, you, you and Serena, okay, bro. Like, let's let's not focus solely <laughs> on that. We're going to be good. Be in a situation where you can make sure you're comfortable, but also that you're fulfilling the other things that really matter. Look, I respect that. I um, I can relate to a lot of that, especially you know my upbringing. This segment's not about me, but <laughs> <laughs> but I will say I can relate to this motivational factor of money. Yeah. where you come from nothing, you're trying to make something, you don't want to make the same mistakes that, you know, your family tried yeah. and may have made, but you don't want to make those same mistakes. And yeah, in, you know, in society, money becomes that, that thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then as a man, you having to provide becomes that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, here comes those pressures. Here comes those yeah. things you got to hit. And I yeah. think out of that, to your point, comes this, you know, there's a certain level of this perfectionism that comes into your head, which mm -hmm. we know is not real, but we can strive for it because the pursuit right. is the right. thing, not the thing itself. So, you know, we'll get there. But yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, and you brought it up in a way of, of trauma and past experiences, because yeah. I don't think a lot of us in particular, man or woman, or whatever your background is, whatever your story is, that a lot of this can come from that. You know, it, it's from not even knowing. Yeah. Not yeah. even knowing. It's, it's from a blind a spot. Of, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A blind spot. Yeah. You know, and you don't know better until somebody puts a spotlight on it, mm -hmm. until you have the conversation, until you go to therapy and somebody brings, yeah. allows you yeah. to have the space to bring it, bring up. it up. Or even not in therapy, it's, you know, it's probably something that even came up in your relationship um, with Shireen where, you know, you're talking or yeah. after having um, CJ where it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, yeah. I, I don't want CJ to have that same idea and that yeah. same yeah. way of thinking and going through mm -hmm. it, you know, and then you yeah. know, th these things pop up. And I think there is also something beautiful, whether it's therapy in the formal sense, whether yeah. it's family or in, like I've seen this in being a dad. So for you and being a dad also, when you start looking at your children, you start trying to figure out 
I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do right. the same thing my mom did, my dad did. <laughs> so that's where these things just Absolutely. start, you know, Absolutely. you could be playing ball one day and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, no, absolutely. That absolutely. Thing, you know, from back in the day when I was playing mm-hmm. ball at the court and I didn't have the ball, maybe that's where his trauma came yeah. from. So it, yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. interesting where, where these dynamics come from. And again, for you to, you know, be open to share that. I appreciate that. Cause we, you know, we have to figure out these ways of, of connecting yeah. the dots. Yeah. And um, I, before, before we switch gears, like it, yeah. it's still a layer to that that I'm still trying to deal with because for, for my son and I, and I'm grateful for my upbringing because that ambition has put me in spaces and rooms and opportunity that I never even dreamt of. And I'm just like the, where I'm at in my career and my life financially, like I never even, the number that I had dreamt of was lower than where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like for my son, I'm like, I need him to have that level of ambition, but also I want him to lead a completely much better life. But I don't know if without the circumstance, you get the ambition. And so I'm still, and my wife's like, oh, let's send him to private school. I'm like, no, he needs to go public. He needs to be talked about. He needs to be picked on. Yeah. He needs to be, no, I'm not giving him a car. She's like, bro, like, what are we working so hard for if you literally just want him to have the West Side of Chicago experience? And I'm just like, okay, it's finding that balance, but not projecting my thoughts where I came from on to, you know, him not being capable of having access to more, us being able to index on some of the things that he's proven he's passionate about and be able to lean into it, whether that means coaching, training, direct one-to-one, that's the enablement that I want to have for him. But still, I'm just like, I don't know if that's going to work because I see I see what works, which is you going without, my mom told me either you're going to college or the army from the day I was born, she said, you're 18, you wow. out of my house, ain't no fallback plan, you, wow. you're just gone. Um, wow. Actually, I was 16. That's probably problematic. I went to college early. I was 16. <laughs> Mommy, don't do that. Um, I'm like, that was the driver for me to say success is not an option. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know it works because I'm an example of that. But, you know, I just don't know. I just don't, I'm still trying to figure out this parenthood thing. Sorry, I'm about LAX. Let me close the All good. Look, let me, <laughs> well, let me add to that. The, the thing of it, this is all a journey. Right. 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 Day by day, we're learning. So as long as we realize we're never not learning. Yeah. We're going to be fine. One of the other things I want, since you do have a young boy, if I can just ask the question, when I say the word masculinity, because I brought it up earlier, what what does that feel like when when I bring that word up? I mean, (laughs) it's an interesting word, I will say. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like what does being a man or manhood what does that look like um and for me like you have the the rationale the line of thinking that you need to just be so stirred you need to be so stoic that's not me at all like i'm i'll dance you know what i'm saying and (laughs) and i'm not gonna project whatever toxic you know (laughs) societal thoughts or what masculinity leads to look like on my son because i'm not what that looks like at all whatsoever so when i hear that word i kind of get like you know what i'm saying because Mm. i'm just like yeah hey i I want him to grow up to be who he is and if that is a dancer then you we listen we gonna have uh lisa ann or whoever diddy used to hire whatever her name is Uh, (laughs) oh right yeah yeah i know you're talking (laughs) about (laughs) you know we're gonna have her be a trainer if it's (laughs) if it's singing if it's whatever feel if it's cooking i may cook like no 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 we no we're not we're not doing that toxic stuff so i I, I just kind of clench up and I don't want to, I mean, it's hard for me to go super deep into it, but you know, yeah. I, I just, I just really think that it's just, 
it's problematic for society to set men up and boys up to just have to live up to some very unrealistic standard of what you know masculinity or manhood looks like and honestly we take a little bit deeper it's in the yeah, black community more than other communities like yep. you know yep. i have friends who are you know white majority whatever word that you want to use and they get to do very funny things to each other and nobody cares right but if i dance in the middle of a circle you're telling me i go charles, charles really and yeah <laughs> not, not, not that that's a narrative that i hear i'm married people give me a pass now but even when i mean when i was like single i'm sure some people's like, oh that guy's a little more ext extroverted you know and it's just like come on come on yeah. really is that the yeah. narrative because i like to have a good time so right. yeah I, I wouldn't project that onto my kid at all now i love that and you know i bring it up because i think it's important you know regardless of what your answer would have been but i did you know I felt you may go yeah. in this direction, but whether yeah. or not you didn't, it's always <laughs> it's always interesting to hear yeah. what what men say to that word now. And yeah. I'm so for myself personally, I'm so happy that now you bring up that word masculinity and it doesn't mean the same thing. Yeah. Because I could yeah. I bet you we could bring it to somebody a generation behind us. Oh bring up masculinity. It's like Park up. Yeah. Park up. <laughs> <laughs> say, say it with your chest. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's exactly, like, exactly. Perk up and head of the household. And, and it's just all of these yeah. old narratives that you're yeah. supposed to be put in a box of doing yeah. and yeah. being. And again, to yeah. your point, especially in the black community, it's like, you know, there's so many things that have been taboo. There's so many, yeah. even, even like you said, you just want to have a good time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> again, this ain't about me, but yeah. I, I, I feel you on that because I've had those moments. I've, you know, I'm, I'm creative in, in my personal mm -hmm. time and yeah. you get a little more in tune and you get a bit more emotional, you get more sensitive yeah. to things. And it's yeah. like, hmm, yeah, Dave, yeah. I don't, hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, but there's just layers. It's, it's yeah. just same way in, in the, the black experience in general where it's not monolithic it's the mm -hmm. same thing with men it's the mm -hmm. same thing with black men especially yeah. i feel like yeah. because of these added societal pressures yeah we have these additional ways of expressing mm -hmm. ourselves we have these additional ways and 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 joys and these gifts to to be able to put absolutely, out absolutely yes that we don't always tap into because it's society not, and unfortunately absolutely. sometimes our community is like nope that's yeah. not that's not how you're supposed to be yeah, that's not how yeah. it's supposed to be, Charles. That's a fact. And I mean, also, you know, leaning into the non-traditional roles in a relationship, like, you know, from, hey, I, I'm a provider. I, I told the story about the debit card and all of that is yeah. making his headways on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, you know, multiple times in my life, Shireen has made more than me. You know what I'm saying? But it, because her approach to it didn't hit my ego, that could have been a problem. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't that way. And I'm like, I, I mean, probably took some more years. It was like, I'm so pro her career, like in her being the queen serene, boss serene as she is. It's like, that's silly for me to want to hold my wife back or my partner back or my person back because I want to be the head of household decision maker. Like, no, 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 no. That's, that's also just a very old way of thinking. And, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm the cook. I have probably cooked 98% of the meals that we have ate since 2012. Same. But Shireen is a builder. She fixes things. I could not put together a chair to save my life. She is the handyman of the house. And I'm like, you can judge me if you want. Shut yeah, yeah. 
so I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not stuck. I'm not letting anybody keep me in these boxes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just no, 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 no. Not from a masculinity standpoint. I love that. I'm glad I asked the question. <laughs> so let me, let me, um, then let me switch gears now. You brought up Peloton earlier. So I like to, you know, connect all these dots. <laughs> so now I'm going to connect the Peloton dot and I'm going yeah. to connect these dots that you said you're, um, trying to better yourself with and, and give that, that same energy to that, you know, yourself to be in business. So we, yeah. we talked about fatherhood. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this other area of wellness. The health. So, yeah. How's Peloton been? How, how's that aspect been for you? Peloton. I actually, my wife got it, but I was, okay. she was like, if we spend this much money, like you have to use it. So I probably got the biggest I have been, but second, I, so I'm on weight fluctuates. Um, and you know, I go up, I go down. And that's like operation wedding weight. So I'm going to get back down to <laughs> my wedding weight by my wedding date. But, you know, last year in my depression, in my sadness, like I was just like no motivation. I probably did like a three weeks. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. We bought some weights. We stuck it out. And we did like, I didn't even look at that. Right. Um, and I let myself, I look at myself on camera. I was like, Jesus Christ, Charlie, you let yourself <laughs> go crazy. I've always been a bigger guy. But, you know, it was in that recentering. I'm like, I cannot like be okay and put this much emphasis on all these other things and not my health. I was like, that's just problematic. So it wasn't anything that anybody else is going to be able to make me do. I've, I've been able to lose weight, gain weight, you know, but it was just like a self motivated thing. Like I wanted to get back right in all aspects. Like yeah. not just like the ones that are convenient or the ones that come easy to me, like business. Like I want to get right in all of the aspects of my life and, you know, having more energy and bring more excitement in a work day. And I was lifting, you know, early this morning. So here I am. Nice. You, you get nice. the yeah. So it was just like, <laughs> it was important for me to like, do that and, and have a commitment with myself but honestly peloton was like actually i'm, I'm gonna be a peloton advocate they do not pay me um <laughs> yeah. i wish they did i did buy some you know some 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 shares but um it's great the classes are awesome i didn't think because i can't ride a bike um that's another trauma component oh really yeah yeah yeah. my mom huh. didn't want to buy some bikes she's like all they're gonna do is get stolen in the neighborhood like no you can't get a bike so i never learned so i actually can't ride a bike so it's like my first bike experience i didn't know how much wow. weight loss can wow. come from it and yeah, yeah so we, we just be on there getting it man so you know i'm, I'm happy that i overcame that because that's all mental because i've lost yep. it i've gained it and when i get into the point where like mentally i'm like back and locked in um and that's where i'm at right now and it's looking good you know i'm not box of glow you know i'm a gay man <laughs> but <laughs> No, I keep going, brother. Give yourself some flowers. <laughs> no, no, it's good. That's good. I generally like to ask about the whole mind, body, soul, and you don't have to have all three yeah. for this conversation, but I kind of put it out there because I hope you do eventually <laughs> if you don't today. But yeah. um, So you spoke to Peloton. That's for the body. Yeah. And you mentioned prayer at the top yeah. of this conversation, yeah, yeah. actually. So are there things you do on a daily that that is keeping yourself so outside of the um outside of the therapy and i got the peloton part of your routine are there other things you do on a daily basis that keeps yourself in check or that just gets you going like you mentioned lifting this morning and now you're yeah now you're charles yeah. that everybody knows <laughs> absolutely from a from a soul perspective i would say it's it's multifold right like i make sure i have some me time um mm -hmm. and I oftentimes neglect myself. Um, and that was probably something that was raised in therapy. Because I'm like, Shrink, all I do is do things for us and our family to the point where I work myself tirelessly. But I was like, now I like 
I need to make sure I have some me time, whether that's when I wake up at six o'clock and I have like an hour in bed before I know someone's gonna wake up, or I get to scroll Instagram, I get to post whatever <laughs> I want to post. Like I have some me time every yeah. single day, and that's so important for my soul. But also, um, when it comes to the prayer component, my son CJ, he prays for every meal. He guides us in prayer. He made like that. Oh. I, we have that basis for him as well. And for me, my thing is gospel music. Like I huh. listen to gospel. You would think that I'm listening to J. Cole's new album. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's some Kurt Franklin. Something. I listen to gospel every single day. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me rooted. And I like, you know, I don't like online church. I have, you know, Zoom fatigue. I sit on Zoom all day. Yeah. So I'm not like yeah. about to just log in some church this is not my thing when we back able to go in in for real like that is for sure you know my thing but like i, I listen to my music and i you know have my moments of gratitude and appreciation and again I, that keeps my soul right that's beautiful i love that i love that so to the point of music because it sounds like we're both big music fans yeah r&b house party uh, why where did that step baby from? no yeah, more yeah. crying hey like it's, so so it's twofold. It's twofold where R&B House Party came from. So we were in New York. Um, I'm a transplant, as they call you in New York, quote yep. unquote, because you're not yep. from New York. You'll never be from New York. They'll let you know you're not there. Uh, well, but I I'm, spent a significant... I'm born and raised New Yorker, so oh, I'm not going to tell you that. But I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. But, you know, I spent uh, uh, 10 years almost, you know, in New York, and then for those same people that critique and criticize me for going and having fun, you know, dancing around like that guy might be gay. It was the energy that came with that. Yeah. And then I realized, well, I shouldn't even say I, Shereen realized there's a monetization strategy to the energy that you bring to a party. So all those people, all those people, it <laughs> was like, I would never dance in a middle party. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, so furthermore, I did the first R&B house party in college. Um, it was actual R&B house party. It was at our fraternity house, FIA, the Alpha House, because all the Greek parties were just strolling. Everybody just showing everybody yeah, yeah. going. It's yep. not dancing yep. with yep. each other. Being I said, cool. no, I'm from Being Chicago. Cool. I'm from the shy. We dance. We step. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we were like, yeah. let's, bring, let's bring a house party. And it was a phenomenal party. It was great. So translating that to New York, long story short, a good friend of mine did parties. I felt like, you know, it was my party because it was his party. So I'm on stage. I'm dancing. And then, like, it was one particular night where we were laying in bed. We were long distance. She came home from her master's program to spend the weekend with me. And I'm, like, planned a date. And I was, like, oh, I'm not going out to that party. Like, I just want to be with you, babe. It's just going to be us. It's going to be a great night. We're going to watch our shows, Homeland or whatever. And to that end, my phone starts going off like crazy. It's going off like crazy. Charles, are you coming? Charles, are you going to be out? da 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 da, da. And I'm laid down, like trying to ignore him. Like, nah, baby, it's a day. Like, I would never leave you. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, babe, I think I gotta go. I think the streets, the streets is calling me. And so, and so, and so she was like, no, 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 Charles. Like, uh-uh, we not doing this. You ain't about to go spend up our little money because that's what she wants to say. You ain't got no money to be spending. You out here going about dreams. She, she says, no. If I'm out. I'm paying for it. You know, there's just the type of vibe that I am. She's like, these people are going for you and you ain't making more money off this. So this ain't making good sense to me. So you're going to have to figure out, you need to start doing parties. You need to do something because this model is not working. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, you need to do parties. You need to do parties. And from that conversation, like I was nervous. Um, I, I'm a relatively smart guy. I'm like, I don't, I'm not hearing you, but I don't know that I know enough people to fill the room. So I said, if we do do this, we need to do it together because we have two hmm. completely different crowds. Shereen's like, I'm not hanging out with your transplant friends. I've lived here my whole life. I have my own friends. So on a normal week, 
I would be out separate from Shireen. And that's still to this day. I hang out with my friends. She hang out with her friends. I would say LA, shout out DJ Millie. It's probably the first place where all of our friend groups intersect. But normally Shireen got her friends. I got my friends. We did do something big together. Great. So to that extent, um, I was like, I want to do it with you so you could get your network to merge with my network. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, as a couple throwing parties and that just um, subconsciously gives to the person coming, maybe you can find your mate at this party because it's not something that a lot of people are doing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just marketing strategists, you know, people pay me a decent amount of money to think <laughs> through these problems. Um, and so we had like a niche. And at that point, it was all trap, all trap everything. Everybody was just looking for commentary, you know. And so it was like yeah. R&B, let's bring the R&B back. And that was the yeah. birth of it. We did it smart. We did it at, at scale. So we had a very small spot. And I mean, the first party, we were turning away probably at least over 100 people at the door. And then I understood, hey, you need to build a list. You need to have a way for people to be in contact with you. You need to not oversaturate um, and just really start to build the brand and what that ultimately looks like. And then again, transplant. I'm not from New York. I didn't realize early on how people in Chicago viewed you being popping in New York City. If there's one place you want to be popping, it's in New York City. And so I said, oh my God, I could bring this back home. Now we actually, the money is probably going to be in touring and being able to bring that experience to people who are not getting it on a week, on a regular basis. And uh, the rest was history. Scaled it, partnerships, the whole nine. And so that's just a little bit of how we did it. You out here in LA? Oh yeah, I'm in LA. We, listen, everybody's been asking me to bring it back. Maybe I hope you're ready. I'm, <laughs> Wait for it to get safe again. We're about to come back. We're, ooh, we're about to come okay. back. It's time. It's time. Now I feel energy. I'm in LA now, baby. You got you got to bring it. You got to bring it. We here now. It's time. Oh, that's what's up. I love that story, man. And and I love not just because I work for Black Love, but I love the fact that you kept it in the family and that it was you and Shireen and Shireen again behind every good man. Man, that's why, <laughs> you know, what you I mean? know honestly, I'm, I'm super excited for her to, you know, even though most interviews, I'm not just sitting there quiet listening to Shereen go on and on. But people don't understand <laughs> sure. that in our house, that's how it goes. But I was just so floored at Black Love. And when we actually did the interview, because I was like, people going to really get to see you because I'm just such a big personality. I get it. And I can easily overshadow her not like in real life but like in theory but people really got to like see her her thought process like we would never have a m- additional stream i am not a risk taker that's not in my dna i'm just like hey you know let's just make this and then you know i'll be okay because it's more than i ever had like this whole ambition and all of that you need a partner that's going to be able to parse that out and lean into that and enable that you know what i'm saying and so that's she's that for me so granted now parties are crazy they're big we're bringing in really good revenue from it she doesn't do anything she just shows up on her chanel and her boat <laughs> and all that but she's like this wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for me but you know <laughs> so and i can't even argue with that because she planted that seed and enabled it to manifest i'm just like your partner plays a huge role in your potential um and i didn't yeah. know that like i don't i don't ever think that all these roles that i took getting in attack you know overcoming just the mental that i had to to just think that I can make career changes and transitions would have ever happened without, you know, her and, and her being able to push me in those type of ways. So the party element was literally all her and I give her her flowers. I give her flowers all the time. Cause she's got a class. She get packages every day. And I was like, listen, you get your own flowers clearly. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's super, it's super important to have a partner that's going to index and be a thought partner in some of the things you want to do. That's dope. I love it. I love it. I love how it all tied together. I want to be respectful of the time. 
Um, yeah, it's still my work day, but I'm clocking it. Hey, hey, brother, it's our work days. We still got things to do. I know you're perfectionist, so you got to get after it. But I appreciate the time. I appreciate you sharing your stories. I appreciate you being open and honest with us because that's the thing we do here. We try to create a safe space so that you could be open, real, and vulnerable. And I'm so happy you also brought the love of you and Shireen to Black Love, to Thank After you. Love. Thank you. We're not done. You know, some of my friends, and shout out Cody for even giving us this opportunity, man. Like, I've been so looking forward to this. But even, like, my friends who have been around for 10 plus years, from the very start of Shereen, who, like, lived all of these things that we're discussing, they're like, bro, I'm still tearing up at that story. Or I'm still just, like, laughing at, you know, you all's engagement and batter. So I'm appreciative that there's a platform that we're able to share this. But our goal in being so transparent, and you think I want to tell people I couldn't, you know, I needed some help with a debit card, but I, I, I'm transparent for a reason because I want to let people know, like, it's not about where you start. It's literally about where you finish. And those are the type of things. That's the type of thoughtfulness that led me to become comfortable getting married because that's something that we as men, that's a whole nother mental thing that we get into. A Bro, that's a, that's a part two conversation. That's so, a part two conversation. Well, I, I just want to be transparent on this type of a stage just to say, hey, like, you know what I mean? These are type of, this is the journey that got us to where we are. So yeah, that's it. I love that, brother. So again, thank you. All right, fam. You all can follow Charles at Beloved1906 on Instagram. And as always, make sure to tell another brother, king or queen, about Man to Man so we can keep these conversations going and keep building each other up. And if there's someone you want to hear on Man to Man, connect with me on Instagram at W-A-S-I-C-K-I. Till next week, fam. Peace, love, and wellness.